It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank. I'm here today with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank, and Tom Arita, president and CEO of New Leaf Symbiotics. Tom, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Glad to be here. So tell me about your company, New Leaf Symbiotics. New Leaf Symbiotics is a venture capital-funded company based here in St. Louis at the Donald Danforth Plant Science Center, and we are working in the field of agricultural biologics. So, Tom, for our non-tech audience, what are agricultural biologics, and are these GMO? Agricultural biologics refers to an entire new area in agriculture Biologics mean bacteria, fungi, viruses that live naturally in the environment, on plants or in the soil. And this is an area that has only recently come to the forefront as an opportunity to improve agriculture and to make plants healthier. So it's a growing and much touted area. Tom, New Leaf is working on some really exciting technology. What's the purpose and the potential impact? New Leaf is developing an entire product pipeline and technology that we call TerraSim based on a specific genus or family of bacteria. I'm going to give the name and then I'll tell you what the short name of it is. So these are pink pigmented facultative methylotrophs. So we call these emtrophs. And this is a ubiquitous family of bacteria that live naturally on all plants Everybody listening today eats these bacteria every day if they eat lettuce or vegetables. And we are developing products based on a deep research and knowledge of these bacteria, how they live with plants uh, symbiotically, and how we can use the bacteria to improve plant health and yield. Tom, I've heard you say that agriculture is undergoing deep technological and structural changes. Can you give us an example or two? So the factors that are leading to all these changes in agriculture are technological and structural and economic. We need to feed a growing population. The public no longer just accepts products that are put out there in terms of new chemicals or new GMO. They really want to understand, is what I'm eating grown sustainably? Why are crops grown the way that they are? So our area of biologicals is gaining a great deal of momentum. People often ask me, are you developing a new kind of GMO? And the answer is no. We're working with existing beneficial plant bacteria that have co-evolved with plants over hundreds of millions of years. All we're really doing is learning how nature works and how these bacteria have evolved with plants to help them. So these are not GMO organisms, these are natural organisms. In terms of sustainability, it's clear that consumers want sustainable products. They want to know where their food is coming from, how it's been grown. And so we're really riding a wave of deep consumer interest in sustainability. And the beneficial bacteria that we're working with are clearly sustainable. They're non-GMO. They're healthy. And the effect that they have on plants is based upon the deep symbiosis between these bacteria and plants so, Tom, we hear it said all the time that funding capital is on the coast, and yet you moved from the East Coast to St. Louis and have been very successful in raising capital. What's your secret? Well, if it's a secret, if I have a secret, I guess I can't disclose it here on the radio. We moved to St. Louis specifically because we determined that this would be the best place to develop our business. We started on the East Coast. 
much of our funding does in fact come from the East or West Coast, but St. Louis and specifically the Danforth Plant Science Center, 39 North, the entire ecosystem here, and the proximity to the agriculture made St. Louis the best spot for us, and it's been very successful. There is now one of our new investors is based here in St. Louis. That's Lewis and Clark Ventures, uh, but most of the capital still comes from the coasts. So as you considered other cities, which cities impressed you, and, and who would you say is your toughest competition? When we were deciding to base the company here in St. Louis, we did look at RTP Research Triangle Park in North Carolina. We considered Davis in California. But because of the unique circumstances that we found here in St. Louis, it was a pretty easy decision, actually. St. Louis was the best place for us. So how has the St. Louis innovation ecosystem played a role in your company's growth and success? And you know, in what ways have you and your company enriched this ecosystem? So we set up shop at the Danforth Plant Science Center, in fact, at the Bridge Park facility at Danforth. And one of the first uh, opportunities we found was the St. Louis Community College that's based there uh, at uh, Bridge Park. This was a great starting point for us. We were able to work with the community college to gain access to interns, to their equipment, and to their facilities. I don't think we would have been able to have started without that great starting point, the St. Louis Community College, Bridge Park, and Danforth. So as we've grown, we've come to know some of the other resources in St. Louis, including the great human resources here. And that's just, this has been a, a fantastic opportunity for us to grow. New Leaf just received a new patent and you have many more pending. Can you share a couple of tips for success in filing and being granted patents? Patents or intellectual property is a key aspect to the growth of a company like ours. We're doing fundamental research, new research. If we don't have some protection, everything we're doing just becomes public knowledge and, and we really don't own anything. So it's extremely important to have a good patent strategy. We've worked with uh, local law offices of Thompson Coburn who are excellent in the patent area. And you have to start with good inventions and then you need to understand what is protectable, what can be patented. Patent, uh, the whole IP area is very expensive, so you also need to make decisions about what are the key discoveries, uh, what's possible to protect. You need to understand what's going to be out there in the public in any case. So it's been a, a very important part of our strategy to make new discoveries, and in fact, it drives part of the development strategy of the company. Which areas do we think are going to be protectable uh, versus what areas of intellectual property are going to become public knowledge. So, Tom, with unemployment at historic lows, wondering if there's sufficient scientific talent here for New Leaf. We've had great success attracting top scientists, both from the area and from many other cities in the United States. Because we're in an innovative space and because biologicals is such a promising area, we've been able to attract scientists from all over the country. So we have not had a problem in, in finding good personnel. We pay well. We're in an innovative area, and there's plenty of people who'd love to work with us. Obviously, STEM is a huge initiative in St. Louis. How is New Leaf contributing to developing new generations, especially women with talent and interest in technology? So New Leaf has worked closely with the St. Louis Community College, and we've hired several interns who started at the community college. I really recommend people who are interested in this space checking that out. We've also worked with local schools, and many of our top scientists are, in fact, women, there are many women in the STEM area who 
are interested in the biological space and have made major contributions to our company. In fact, we've just hired two PhDs. Uh, one moved here from Iowa and the other from Boston, and they're excellent additions to our company. Tom, what can we expect next from New Leaf Symbiotics, and will we see a new product on the market soon? New Leaf Symbiotics has gone through a very rapid development process. I tell my friends at Monsanto, we do everything you do, but we're just a, a bit smaller. So obviously we're a lot smaller. There are about 40 scientists and other people working at the company. But we have gone through the research, discovery, development process and now have two products ready to be marketed through partners in the uh, United States. We are introducing products in soybean and peanut, both of which improve plant health through plant nutrition. For example, the product that will be for sale this year in peanut has been demonstrated to increase yields through making nutrients more available to peanut as a crop. So how much do you tap into the knowledge uh, directly that farmers have and people in agriculture, even maybe here in our area? So farmers are our end user. So everything we do at the end of the day has to make sense for the farmer. It has to be economically viable, has to be usable in the applications that farmers are using today. Products that are potentially interesting but are going to demand that farmers change their entire process are, are probably not a very a viable way to the market. We do trials every year throughout the Midwest and actually throughout the country directly with farmers who devote some part of their field to trialing new products like ours, new beneficial bacteria and, and other biologicals. Farmers are much more innovative than people give them credit for, and many farmers are, in fact, the leading thinkers in the area. They're trying to run a family business. It's not easy. At the same time, they want to understand what new technologies are coming. They don't want to be left behind. So we work with so-called contract research organizations. It's really farmers who do studies and research in their own fields. And we want to see how does the product work in the real world, not how does it work in a laboratory or in a greenhouse. Every farm is different. The weather is different in every region. So we need to get these data from real-life farms in order to be able to understand the best applications for our products. Tom, what's your background specifically? How did you get into this field? I am a serial entrepreneur, so-called. I did work many years ago for Monsanto and have worked in the agriculture space for many years. But when you're developing products like this, you need a whole range of people, don't you, to make it work? So any good venture investor will tell you that the single most important factor to success of a venture-backed or startup company is the people. You've got to have a good idea. You've got to be in the right place. You obviously have to have capital. But the team is the single most determinant factor in success. In our case, we've got microbiologists, molecular biologists, computer scientists, agronomists, formulation specialists, fermentation specialists. It's a broad range of people and the key is people working together and accelerating the opportunity through the collaboration amongst the, the team. That's the single key factor to our success. Tom, New Leaf has had some explosive growth. How have you gotten, say, from day one to where you are today? Well, I'd like to be able to tell you that it was all foreordained and we planned it all out carefully, and here we are. In fact, of course, there's a lot of happenstance there's a great deal of hard work by a dedicated team. 
when we started at the Danforth Plant Science Center, we were borrowing or stealing internet Wi-Fi access. Uh, we didn't even have a, a location. So we've had to chug through some tough times. Raising money is always difficult. In fact, the normal process of raising venture capital is nobody wants to talk with you. Finally, somebody is willing to talk with you. And by the end, people are angry that you're not taking their money. This is the process we've been through three rounds, A, B, and C round. We began at Bridge Park in a very small facility. The joke was we don't even have a beaker. And then somebody brought a beaker in. So then we had an empty office with a beaker. And we've been able to grow, I think, mainly because of a great team, a great support system here in St. Louis, a lot of hard work. And at the end of the day, we're working with a technology that has fantastic potential. It's very difficult to make this kind of progress unless the underlying technology makes sense. Mike, Tom, thanks for joining us today for another C-Speak interview. C-Speak, sponsored by PNC Bank.